If it's drunk sports, it must be Tuesday night. That's uh, beer number three by Grant Dennison over there. The classic drinking night, Tuesday night, everybody's favorite <laughs> night to drink. Perfect time to drink about 10 beers or so. This you is know? why we tell our audience to drink along with Grant, because <laughs> it's Tuesday, and what the fuck else are you going to do? I mean, tomorrow's Wednesday. Yeah. Not, like you, not like you're really doing anything. No, right? I what, mean, it's Wednesday. What are you going to do at your job on a Wednesday? Wednesday is a piece of shit day. It's a hump day. Come on. No yeah. one cares. All you have to do, let's be clear. If you have a real job in an office, you look good on Monday. You look good on Friday. You can do nothing the other three days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Those are basically your off days. Those are your chill times. Am I right? That's that's uh, the corporate motto of Google. <laughs> I mean, you know, as long as your bosses, your bosses are only going to really check you out and how you're working on Mondays and Fridays. Because it's like how you bring, if you start good and you end strong, no one remembers the middle. That's you got to bring it. You got to bring it. And you got to take it. Yeah, that's right. But, but, but all the middle's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Just whatevs. So anyway, get drunk with us. That's a part of this podcast. I drink and you drink too, if you want to. You don't have to, but there is a drinking game. Yeah. Drink as, as many beers as I drink. So, you know, <laughs> I've had I've had two beers. This is my third. I drink about 5% beers. Um, that's a silver medal level if you drink about 5% beers. The bronze level is drinking half as many beers. And the gold level is drinking high alcohol beers, which I do not recommend. The platinum level is listening at twice the speed and drinking along, and don't do that. Why not excited or enthusiastic about the platinum level? I don't want somebody to die. Why not? People die all the time. Do you not want those people to die? We need listeners. <laughs> we do. <Yeah. laughs> hey, speaking of that, before we get into everything, listeners, some of you actually like this show. We know it. We're pretty darn sure. And... uh we would love it if you would get on iTunes and give us a review or two. Apparently, that helps things along quite a bit. So we'd love it if you could you know, give us some reviews, get things going in that direction, maybe make the show a little more popular. Give us a reason to keep doing the show. We love doing the show. Yeah. Well, that's the reason. You already gave them a reason. We love I doing did. the show. So yeah. we're probably going to do it you anyway. Know what? Can you not it give it away? You already gave it away. I, you gave the it away. The farm has been given <laughs> to, the, to the bad guy. All right. Yeah. Um, just in case you're new, which you just might be, the way this works is Grant drinks... Ten beers or so slowly over the course of this entire show. We talk sports as we go, culminating, if you will, and let the drunk fix it. The last twenty five percent. I will. You will what? You said it if you will. Oh, and you're going to. I will. Great. Yeah. I appreciate that. I'm sure the whole audience does. <laughs> yeah. But we culminate and let the drunk fix it. Hashtag LTDFI, where I pose interesting sports related, sometimes not sports related problems to Grant at his drunkest, and he does his best to come up with fun and creative fixes to these scenarios we yeah. have had very memorable let the drunk fix it's especially lately big pretty good ones i yeah. would say there are all time we are an apex in terms of our let the drunk well fixes. let's hope it's not apex because apex means it's going to start going down oh no that's what i'm thinking okay I'm thinking we're, we're never going to reach those heights again oh, okay friend. well you know get disappointed you know yeah, get ready to get disappointed just come close yeah you can okay. just come close the last few weeks you'll be fine all right you ready i'm ready quarter number one here we go so uh the broncos and the chiefs are playing on Sunday night. Why are you you're doing like a slight accent? Yeah, it's not bit. even a full-on accent. <laughs> you're just doing like an almost accent. I'm doing a half accent. Why? I just thought it would add a little authenticity to the show. <laughs> well, don't you think when you do an accent that's not your own, it removes authenticity? No, no, not if you do it right. I don't explain that. Well, here's the thing. You wouldn't know if it didn't add authenticity. You know what I mean? 
Okay. Like if someone was doing a half accent that wasn't their own and it was adding authenticity, you wouldn't know that they were doing a half accent. At this point, that wasn't I'm pretty own. confused. So let's just move on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the Broncos were playing the Chiefs on Sunday night. Yeah. And an interesting thing came up. By the way, this was, it was suggested. A good game. Yeah, great game. There's also this topic was suggested by Colin West. Okay, cool. He tweeted it at us. Oh, with Twitter? Yeah, with the old Twitter. Yeah, we are we, Drunk Sports Show. We are at Drunk Sports Show. Please send us your suggestions both for the main show as well as Let the Drunk Fix It. All right, moving on. Gary Kubiak, the coach of the Broncos, was in an interesting spot where they were in overtime. There was one minute, eight seconds to go, and it was fourth down, and I believe it was eight. And the problem was that they it was going to be a 62-yard field goal attempt for their kicker, Brandon McManus. And it was sudden death for either team. Right, at that yeah. point. So if McManus misses the kick, the Chiefs get the ball at the 48-yard line of the Broncos and have to go not very far at all, maybe 15, 20 yards tops to get a legit field goal attempt. Now, in fact, that is what happened. McManus missed the field goal. Chiefs took over, got a few yards, won the game with a field goal. Question. Yeah. Uh, what do we think about this? Colin West wants to know what our opinion is on this decision. I should think Kubiak have gone for the tie or made it or punted or I think he should have punted. For it? I think he should have probably punted. Yeah. I think this was a terrible decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, like The proof is in the pudding is what we like to say. <laughs> no, that, that's being results-oriented. Yeah. No, it's just really – because. As the broadcast was going, they were talking. They always talk about how the field goal kicker says how long they can kick that day based on the conditions. Sure. And McManus said sixty yards. Mm-hmm. And usually the kicker says longer than you expect them to be able to kick. And this kick was for sixty-two yards. Yeah. Yeah. Now they so were, so that's not good. That's not great. But they are in Denver, right? So that's like where the altitude is but the highest, they, the air is the thinnest. So. They're not asking the kicker how long he can kick ever. They're asking the <laughs> kicker how long he can kick in the conditions yeah. they're in in that stadium. But it's only that two day. more yards. So if it was sixty-one yards, we can't do it. But if it's fifty-nine I think yards, you can't we can do kick it, it. If it's any more than fifty, probably. That's crazy. Or where do you think the cutoff is? I mean, you saw the kick. It isn't like he didn't have enough leg. Where, like where's it, the cutoff? I mean, I think sixty-two is fine. You you think it was okay? Yeah. Okay, so this is so Des- we have our, a little disagreement here. On Despite the Chiefs getting the ball on the Broncos' forty-eight with well, the timeout, that is the reason to consider not doing it. But yeah. it's not that the guy may miss the field goal. No, I know because I'm, he I says mean, sixty and sixty-two is two yards further. Well, when I'm answering the question, I'm considering all factors. I was just talking about one of the factors. You couldn't even follow what I was talking about before because it was gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> so you you think it was the right play? I don't know if it was the right play or not. I'm, I think we should explore it a little bit. I okay. Well, my reasoning for it not being the right play is uh, let's okay do some subjective stuff here. Okay, this is sure. So this is not objective. What chance do you really think McManus had to make it? Like, okay, what's, that's what's a great question. The percentage chance. Okay, well the the all time high in field goal kicking is a bunch of guys have sixty three yards, right? Mm-hmm. So he'd have to come one yard short of the greatest field goal, longest field goal ever kicked. So that but means bet, it can't be that, that likely. I bet that day in Denver, Jason Elam said, I could, I could kick it 65 yards. Right. I bet he did. And he kicked it 63 yards. Yeah. So that was pretty good. Um, a bunch of people have the 63-yard record, of course. I can't think it would be very likely he would have hit that because it is such a deep kick. Yeah. I'll give you that. So maybe, I mean, it's 20%. That seems high. I yeah, feel like it's it 10. Yeah, maybe, maybe 15. Maybe 10. Maybe like, 15. We're, maybe. In, we're in Denver. Maybe it's 15. But the self-assessment said 60 like and that I feel like that's always a stretch. I do too. The thing is this: like Kubiak knows how far his kicker can kick. He watches him in practice all the time. So if he doesn't think the guy can make a sixty-two yard field goal, he'd never trot him out there. He'd always punt. Maybe he's just protesting against the idea of a tie. I mean, I hope that's a good reason. Then you, I mean, he could also have gone for it. It was fourth and eight. He doesn't have to punt it. 
Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I would I think, never do that. That yeah, seems crazy. That's that's bad. I think you probably just have to take the tie, I guess. Yeah, so. you absolutely. I mean, because the Chiefs have a timeout, and Alex Smith isn't a dynamo, but he can dink and dunk for 15 yards and give the Chiefs a win yeah, pretty easily. Sure. I think you lose the game way too often to kick it there. You do have a great defense. Does that help at all? It helps if you punt it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah, it just sucks to concede the win right there. This is why there should be no wins. Oh, no, no ties. No wins. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can either tie or you lose. Those Jonathan, are the only two Jonathan wants everybody to share his misery. <laughs> there will be no wins <laughs> ever, ever again in anything. So, so are you conceding the point? I'm conceding the point. All right. Yeah. I really wanted him to kick because I personally have the Broncos in a wins pool for the season. So every so a tie was worth a loss to me. So I was like, yeah, send McManus out there. I don't care. But yeah. I so think maybe there was like, a little bit of, of residual nah, feelings from nah, that that made you say the stupid things you said. Because why did you say the stupid things know. then? Maybe because of residual feelings. All right. <laughs> let's just move right along, shall okay. we? This, we can do this next one quickly if we want. Hey, surprise. The Giants are eight and three. So you're asking me to do this one quickly. I'm going to drag it out for sure. Do whatever you All want. Right, They've won six in a row. They're eight and three. The Giants for real? It's possible. I mean, good, you, good you, answer. Usually it's possible. Yeah. Usually <laughs> the way the Giants do it is they go nine and seven and then they somehow win the Super Bowl in a ridiculous way. They right? have done that twice. Yeah. So usually. Right. Yeah. Pretty much every time. Yeah. Every time they win the Super Bowl <laughs> with Eli Manning, that's how they do it. Yeah. Now they have won six in a row. They're not super impressive wins. Baltimore at home at Los Angeles, not bad. Philly at home. Cincinnati at home at Chicago. Sorry, uh, Chicago at home at Cleveland. I mean, that's not a tough schedule, but you're really not supposed to go 6-0. Most teams won't go 6-0 there, right? Yeah. You're going to take a loss somewhere along the way, probably usually at L.A. Yeah. So their losses are Washington, Minnesota, Green Bay, all very reasonable losses. They've beat Also, they went to Dallas and won in week one. Seems pretty good. It's kind of a tough schedule the rest of the way at Pittsburgh. Versus Dallas, versus Detroit, who is leading their division somehow, at Philadelphia, at Washington. They could actually go 0-5. It's not impossible. They could. They, I mean, they're one of those teams where it's probably – they're probably one of those teams like the Bengals we were talking about last week where the variance is kicking in in yeah. some way or another. Like, they're probably a team that's capable of having four wins or eight wins now, and they happen to have eight. Yeah, you know, that doesn't sound entirely crazy to me. They don't seem to have any many standout players. Obviously, Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham, Eli's fine, but yeah, he's fine, but he's, not standout. Yeah, he's not amazing. I mean, is he a top ten quarterback? Probably just barely. Maybe Jason Pierre-Paul. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. Sure, that's all I got. Yeah, all right. Anything they used, else you want to They say? used to have Prince of Mukamura, but he's not there anymore because they hate him. But also, that's an awesome name. Yes, he's prince. an actual prince. You know? Are you sure? No. <laughs> okay, that'd be a funny thing to say. But that would be awesome if it. If, I kind of think maybe I'm right about that. What if his first name is Amukamura and his, uh, his and title his, is Prince title, and he has no last name? <laughs> yeah, because there's so few people where yeah. they're from. <laughs> yeah, just, he's from just unique, like a country of nine people. All you need is a unique first name, and it's yeah. enough. Sounds good to me. I would like to live there. Yeah. I okay. Mean, if I could be. A Do prince. you think Prince Amukamura will be kind? Will be a kind leader? He seems like a good guy. Does he? He's also just the prince. He doesn't get to lead. Anything. That's true, but someday he will. He get, the only thing he gets to lead is like some cheese into his mouth. I mean, that guy, like, no one follows that guy when you're a prince. You know what I'm saying? Cheese? What? Yeah. He like tells the cheese to go in his mouth. What are you talking picks about? It up with his hand. And that was weird. Makes it go in. Okay. That's how you eat cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, do, you, do you think the Giants are legit? No. I mean, no. no. Sorry. Let me say this again. I think the Giants have a great chance to make the playoffs now that they're eight and three. They're probably going to finish 10 and six. And sneak in and lose in the first round of the playoffs. Is that legit? That sounds like something that might happen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But we've underestimated them before. 
Yes. We certainly have. Yes, we have. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our final topic of the first segment. All right. Ready? Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year is going to be named soon. Okay. They've announced the candidates. All right. Here are the candidates. You tell me who you think should be and should not be the winner. Ready? Steph Curry. Okay. Jimmy Johnson, the driver. Don't care. I didn't think you would. Von Miller. All right. Vin Scully. Okay. Yeah, I know, right? Leicester City. Okay. You know what that is? Yeah. Okay, the 5,000 to 1. Yeah, right. Katie Ledecky. Okay. LeBron James. All right. Brianna Stewart. You know who that is? Mm, she is the sounds, oh, she's she, the female basketball player played for UConn. She yeah, yeah. won she won the title all four years and I think was the outstanding player of the final four all four years and maybe even won college player of the year all four years. I mean no one's ever done what she's done. Okay. Simone Biles. I don't know. I don't know who that is. Oh, the gymnast from Oh, oh right, right, yeah. Usain Bolt. I know you know who that is. Yeah. The Chicago Cubs. And finally Michael Phelps. So who do you got? And why there you are got some them. good candidates there. There are some good. There's some bad candidates. Vince Scully is a joke. I'm just going to say it right now. That is a ridiculous, stupid thing. So, okay, I think the best candidates are probably Steph Curry, LeBron James, Lester City. Uh, what was the last? Go through the last couple. Michael again. Phelps, Chicago Cubs, Simone Biles, Usain Bolt, Brianna Stewart are the last five I read. Uh, Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. I think is a good candidate also. Okay. Can I just say, yeah. I got a problem with this whole, we name the whole team Sports Person of the Year. Right. Like, I, I would have said, the. I think they might do the Cubs because it's been so long and it's such a huge historic moment. Yeah. But come on. That's yeah. dumb. Who do you like, think? Did I name the people you were I, picking? I think the Sports Person of the Year has got to be Michael Phelps. Because he's just the best Olympian of all time, and that's why. People thought he would be retired, and no one really thought he was going to do very much, and I think he got five gold medals. <laughs> <laughs> the most anyone else has in history, I think, is nine. He got five this time. Yeah. He has 24 total. He's the greatest Olympic athlete by far of all time. And he was still, he may have had the most dominant Olympics, except for his own Olympics from four years ago that anyone's ever had. Yeah. So I, I'm going Michael Phelps. You can make a case for some of these other people. I think Brianna Stewart is a very reasonable case to be made. Right. LeBron James, I don't know how you can argue LeBron James. Who would you take between LeBron and Steph if you had to pick one? I think I would take LeBron. But you I think to. if Steph won the finals, he might be a shoe-in for the whole award. Like, yeah. Because he was right. such a sensation for the whole year. Also, then people would be saying the Warriors were the best team of all time, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Then he probably would win. Can't give it to Ledecky, even though she Because Michael Phelps is there? Yeah. Like, if you're yeah. going to pick a swimmer, Ledecky was amazing. You kind of Phelps can't pick is, any of the Olympians because Phelps is there. It's really hard, too. Yeah. And I just would never pick a broadcaster for sports person yeah. of the year. Like, he did the same thing he's done for, like, the last 50 years. Just because he's stopping, we're going to give him an award? The award? Did they give it to Harry Carey or something? No, like that? <laughs> they didn't. I think they were going to, and then he died in some alcohol-related incident or something. No, he sure. didn't die from an alcohol-related incident. <laughs> How did he die? I think just of old age or cancer or something like that. I mean, cancer, you know, one brought of, on by the drinking. One of the old person ways of dying. Yeah. That's how he died. Young people die of cancer too, Grant. Okay, this is not what this podcast is about. Let's <laughs> sure not go there. <laughs> that's that's sure. messed up. Sure isn't. Um, I don't think Simone Biles really should be in the conversation, even though she was impressive. There are lots of impressive gymnasts, whatevs. Yeah. So um, I think it's Michael Phelps. Who's your, who did you end up going with? I think it's uh, either Phelps or LeBron James. Okay. I'd be more apt to give it to Phelps, I guess, because LeBron's been great for a really long time. And so has Phelps. Yeah, he has. They're about the same age. Yeah, maybe because LeBron can, in theory, win it every year, and Phelps can only win it one out of every four years. Maybe it gives But him he a can win a edge. lot of them one out of every four years. He can LeBron win a lot of sports person of the year. Number ones. 
gold medals. <laughs> Number one just out here gone. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So, by the way, Phelps, has, Phelps got six medals total, 23 golds total. His overall medal total is 28. No other athlete in any sport has more than nine gold medals at the Olympics. Just to be clear about how unbelievable yeah. this guy and dominant He's this guy probably, He should probably get it. It seems hard not to give it to him. Anyway, so we vote for, I vote for Phelps. He's getting at least a half of your vote. Maybe you're splitting it between him and LeBron. Him and Vince Scully. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. It's, Seriously, come on. Vince Scully and teams for Sports Person of the Year. What is this? What world are we living in? I don't know. Who's taking over? I don't know. The robots? I'm upset. Okay. 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 So what do you say? We, uh, we wrap this one up. You're barely drinking beers, by the no, way. No, I mean, I'm at the end of my third. That's not good enough. But I, there'll be more drinking. Don't worry. There better be a There's lot There's going to be drinking. more drinking. Okay. So we're going to come back. We're going to take a quick break. Grant's going to drink that other beer that has the fourth one that's barely been started. And then we're going to get into some NFL and NBA. Quarter number two, and that means it's time for some National Basketball Association talk. Who's the commissioner of the National Bas- Basketball Association? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Adam Silver. Is it? Yeah. I knew that. Why'd you ask? Testing you. Good. Who's the shadow commissioner of the NBA? Adam Silver. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very good. All right. So let's talk a little NBA. One of the things... As beer number five gets cracked open for Grant. Sprays everywhere. Yep. So if you're drinking along, keep up. I blame, I don't know who I blame, gravity? That's but, fine. Yeah. Sure. It, by the way, if you're drinking along, please don't be, you know, operating, having machinery, driving things, you know, taking care of little people or anybody, really. Probably they, should have said that earlier. Yeah, I'm saying it now. Yeah. Um, all the things that would get us in trouble legally, don't do any of that. You know, we only want to encourage you to drink along with Grant if you're in a Go safe, ahead and get yourself in trouble legally, but do not implicate us. What if you like, oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Too. Yeah, just don't blame us. We yeah. don't care what you do. Okay. So Joel Embiid is the 76ers officially rookie center, even though it's actually his third year in the He's league. He's like 38. He is he's roughly, so old. Roughly 38. Yeah. He looks a little bit younger than Greg Oden, so he's got that going He does. For Everybody him. looks old, younger than Greg Oden. Yeah. And Dead people older. look younger than Greg Oden. That was mean. So? Take it back. No. Take it back. Okay, Greg Oden is a wonderful man. Thank you. No, didn't he do something bad? When he like said, domestic he sent, abuse or something? No, he sent pictures of his penis. No, but after that, domestic abuse. Oh, really? I think, I'm not yeah. aware of that, but maybe he did. I hope I not. That. I hope not wrong because I'd be besmirching the name of a good man. But well, you might have just done that. So ah, good well, job. you know, it's drunk sports. <laughs> 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 Some, okay. Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna lose. When right. we um when we get this on HBO, this is an HBO show. I think you can't say that until you know it for sure. Just keep it in mind. I don't know. HBO is probably cool with it. Maybe they will. It's cable. Yeah. Anyway, so Joel Embiid has been having a really good rookie season. Through twelve games, he's only playing twenty three minutes a game, shooting forty eight percent from the field. He's actually taking two and a half three pointers a game and hitting fifty percent of them somehow. He's making his free throws at seventy seven percent. He's getting eight rebounds in twenty three minutes a game. Two and a half blocks and 18 points. Why don't they play that guy more? I think because they're taking care of him and worried about his injuries still. Because he's uh, missed oh, really? two years. I thought his whole injury thing was bullshit last year. Like the first year, maybe he really was injured. But the second year, like, eh, it's maybe better for us if Joel Embiid sits out and we get the number one pick. Well, I think this is showing that that probably wasn't the case. Because they yeah. certainly, they don't have, they could play him every minute. We wouldn't think that meant last year was yeah. you know, fraudulent. Um he, in fact, they often don't play him on back-to-backs, the second game of back-to-backs either. He didn't play last night, for example. Chill out really? before started and played. Well, yeah. it's a, he's an asset that you really need to, to take care of because this guy's legit. He's doing 18 and 8, two and a half blocks, and he's playing 23 minutes a game. This that's, is crazy. That's insanity. Yeah, so like his per 36 numbers would be something like 27 and 12 with like four blocks a game. That's great. 
Yeah, that would be like Shaq numbers. That would be the best center in the league, right? That's Shaq numbers. If he was, if he could keep that up for yeah. real. So the question is, he's only played twelve games in his career. So maybe we're we shouldn't say, well, his birth thirty six and this yeah, is what he really of is. Course. Uh, Fair enough. Where does he actually stand among NBA centers? Who's better? Who's worse? Okay, let me ask about the metric here. Are we talking about just right now who's better, who's worse, or who has more value? Interesting question. What do you mean by value? Like value to a franchise. If you're a GM and you're, uh, and you're making a trade, trade value type type stuff. Let's start with just who's better or who's worse. Okay. Because he's going to have a huge amount of value because he's so young. Yeah. That's going to be understood. Like, yeah. Like you could make, some, for example, you could make an argument that he's got a lot more value than DeAndre Jordan, right? He gets paid a lot yeah. less. Um, he's a lot younger. He's got a lot more offensive right. potential. For but going, I don't know if he's better for than going contracts, right I think, for value. I'm going to, I'm going to forget about contracts. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, let's, let's do the non-value one. Okay, first. so just who's better? Like, okay. where does he stand right Shaq now? Shaq is better. Yeah, okay, Shaq's not playing. But he's good still. <laughs> <laughs> he probably still could post up Embiid, he's... and Embiid couldn't do a damn thing about it. Well, I mean, he's Shaq, so big. Shaq carries a lot he of He could weight. even be wearing that suit that he wears. That suit. He might rip the armpit when he does a hook I shot. think he like wears shorts underneath that suit. He doesn't actually wear the he pants. He gets up and runs around sometimes. He has pants. He, once or twice he's had shorts on when he did that. Has anyway, he, or maybe he? sneakers. Who cares? Let's talk about the question at hand. All right, Boogie's better. Boogie's better. Yeah, he's the best, right? I think he's the best. You can make a case for DeAndre Jordan, but I think Boogie's clearly. I guess than we DeAndre. should probably say that means Demarcus Cousins instead of just saying oh, Boogie. Oh, yeah, yeah, good, good call. Boogie yeah. Cousins, yeah. Demarcus Cousins, I think, is the best center in the league right now. Yeah. Now, I'm assuming I wrote down in my list anyway Towns, but Towns is really a power forward? I'm not sure. He plays like it. a power forward. Yeah, I mean. But I think he might be technically a center. Yeah. If he's a center, is Boogie better than him? Yes, right now. Okay. Right now, but Towns is fucking great. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Okay, but I, I think I right now, if I could pick for the next month to be my center, I would take and let's assume health for Embiid and stuff All like right. that. I would take Boogie for sure. I would take Towns ahead of him too. I would too. Who else you got? Probably DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, I think you just have to t- currently take DeAndre. Probably Andre uh, Drummond. Yeah, it's starting to get close though, right? Yeah, and after that, I'm not sure. All right, here's some other possible yeah. names. Okay. So, Brooke Lopez is having a pretty good year. Yeah, he's good. He's offensively very, very good. Yeah. He's slow and not great defensively. But you know who else is offensively really good? Who? Joel Embiid. Yeah, he is. 18 points in 23 minutes. I mean, what the heck? Hits his threes. Makes his free throws. My God. Yeah. All right. So, I think I'd rather have Joel Embiid right now than Brooke Lopez. If I really? Could, if I could get 30 minutes a game out of Embiid instead of 23. Wow. Right. Yeah. I guess it's close. I'm going to say it's close. It's very close. Um, all right, who else we got here? Oh, Dwight Howard. I'd take Howard, I think. I think you have to currently take Howard. He's, he's having a nice little year. He's still a beast. He's not offensively the same player. I mean, Embiid per minute is crushing all these guys pretty much. Yeah, but, but it is small sample size. It is. It's yeah. very small. And also, you know, like the first 23 minutes, you might be better than your last eight minutes anyway. Yeah. You know? So that may play into it. He's going to be, be fresh essentially always when he's doing this. Okay, who else we got? Uh, Hassan Whiteside. I I just have never been a fan. Yeah, I watched him play last night, and it's interesting. He's a physical, like, beast, but he also doesn't really pay attention on defense, screws up a lot, takes a lot of really bad shots that he shouldn't be taking. Felt like he hurt the team as much as he helped them a lot of That's the time. That's what people have been saying, right? His stats are just out of control, Yeah, but his advanced stats are in control in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well said. In this way, out of control is good and in control is bad. Yeah, okay, good. I'm it's like you. an anarchist's version of what is good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Martin Gortat? No. 
He's all right. Though. He's fine. But yeah, we'd rather have Embiid yeah. for sure. Rudy Gobert. I think Embiid is just so much more likely to win the game for you than than Gobert. I, I mean, think I'd take take Embiid. I would guess Embiid is doing more blocks per minute than Gobert is already at right. two point four blocks in twenty three minutes. I mean, so I think the more yeah. interesting question is the value. Okay, the true let's value. Do that. Like, let's exclude contracts because okay. eventually all these guys are gonna have max contracts. Okay, that's great. All right, so. In my mind, on this list, there are three guys who are potentially ahead of Embiid. Okay. I bet you we have the same guy. All right. So who are the three guys you Boogie think? Boogie Cousins. Yes. Carl Anthony Towns. Yes. Andre Drummond. Yeah. Has to be, right? Right. Everyone else, no way. Does Brooke Lopez, Dwight Howard, DeAndre Jordan, Hassan Whiteside, Marcin Gortat, or Rudy Gobert? Gobert's maybe the closest, but come on. None of them have... Similar, similar value. Those guys are either old, too old or just don't... Like, Gobert is great on the defensive end, but Embiid may be the whole package. Right. So I think the highest Embiid could possibly be in terms of value is number two, because Towns has to be number one on this list. So Towns me, might be number one in the NBA. Right. Yeah. I agree. So if uh, if you're the Pistons and you get a phone call from the 76ers and they say, you know what? We want... We sort of can't wait. We need a guy who is guaranteed health, blah, blah, blah. We'll trade you right now, Embiid, for Andre Drummond straight up. Are we removing a lot of outside factors such as fans getting upset and stuff like that? No, sure, no. you got it. But but let's think. But you're let's say you know you're just trying to win games here. You know you feel like the fans will be fine if you win games. You know. Yeah, I think you have to do it. I do too. I think the you have to, have to make that trade. Andre Drummond is kind of garbage on offense. That's a problem. Yeah, he's limited, severely limited on offense. Yeah, it's not, and it's free, the free throw thing is a real problem. Yep, that too. He's a great rebounder, but you know who else is? Joel Embiid. That guy. Yeah. Great, I think Embiid, I, I think it's, yeah, when you phrase, frame it like that, it, it's pretty clear to me that Embiid has more long-term value than Andre Drummond. I agree. I think Andre Drummond has great long-term value. I think the set, if the top five center long-term value guys are among the top long-term value guys in the NBA. Yeah, agree. The center is tough to find a guy who's versatile at. Sure. Right. But I think Towns is clearly ahead of Embiid. Yep. You've convinced me even already to, that I would have to say Drummond is behind Embiid. As far as value is concerned. And, you know, it's kind of tough, though, because it's, it is only 12 games. It's only 12. like a 23 lot. minutes a game. <laughs> it's like, not that many minutes. But is that combined with all of the hype and right. the way that GMs who really know what they're talking about were talking about him coming into the draft? It's like, not like all this guy that came combined, out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah, It's not like Hassan Whiteside who came out of nowhere. It is actually not good. Right. Yeah. This guy... <laughs> This guy was is considered one of the greatest prospects of the last twenty years for yeah. sure, like top five prospect of the last twenty years, maybe higher. Yeah, I think you got to take. I I think the question is him or Boogie Cousins. I think that's the question too. Because I think Towns is clear, right? Would you agree that Towns is clear? Um, yeah, you can't you can't yeah. trade Towns, but I think you just can't trade him. You can't do it for this guy. No, it's impossible. Let's pretend Boogie Cousins is not on Sacramento for a second, or if he's on Sacramento, but he's not the um, he isn't going to leave in a year and a half, which is what he's going to do for sure. So Sacramento kind of has to trade him. So of course they would say yes, right? So just no, just like put him on a different team, kind or of blind like trade value. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it, like if the whole league was reorganized, who's the most valuable you asset? You like know? so right now, the things we know is Boogie Cousins is twenty six years old. Yeah, so that works against him compared to Embiid. But Boogie Cousins has done it what for is years. Twenty two. At maybe twenty one, even he's missed. It's been two years. He only played one year this in is college. His third year, though. Yeah, so he's probably twenty two. He might be twenty two. Okay, yeah. so he's got like four years younger, but potentially a lot of de- development left. I would guess Boogie Cousins' development is near the end of his like. He's about. He's basically in his prime right, right. now. Embiid's peak is higher than Cousins' peak, right? Right. As, for as sure. far as potential is concerned, it has to be. Yeah, but Boogie Cousins is doing it right and now, a, and day in day and out. He's damn good. He's damn good. Like I, I watched an entire game with him. Losing the game, but playing so incredible. Like every, I, I'm. We're in Portland. I'm a Blazers fan, and they were playing the Blazers, and 
every time Boogie got the ball, no matter where he was on the court, I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. He's so, going to do something that's going to destroy us. So here we go. We've got all the players are have been like released from all their teams. We're having a draft right now. It's your pick. Everyone else off the board who you'd be interested in has, has been taken. It's down to Embiid or Boogie Cousins, you know. So who are you taking? I'm taking Embiid. How come? Roster construction. I want to start you want a young, younger team. Yeah. Yeah. The youth is a big factor. If they're Four the same, years, if, yeah. If Boogie Cousins was also 22, then I think Boogie's the, the winner there. But I hear what you're saying. I think I can make a case for Cousins, though, and it's simply that it's only been 12 games and Cousins has done it for like six years. And that really, That's a really good point. That, that is a real potential problem where what if Embiid has four bad games and his per-minute per numbers fall apart and he's pretty good, but that's it. What if actually. he's the Minnesota Vikings of, of NBA players? What if he's been tearing it up against, you know, it's only been 12 games. Maybe he's been in really um, great matchups for these 12 games. I haven't yeah. looked. Maybe they're only playing him against backups for the most part. I don't know. I know he's starting, though. Right. But I'm just saying, like, potentially that this guy... It's hard for it to be as dominant as his numbers look That's like they are. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. I think I still take Embiid. It's, I want, it's reasonable. I want to have a chance at the best player in the league, okay. right? And yeah, Embiid's a guy who has a chance to be the best player in the league. Right, and Boogie does not. Yeah. I think it's. I think that's where he is, though. I think he's that close. But that's Those also— Those two guys are that, basically that, even. That, the question you asked me has a little bit more baked in, though. That's like the fantasy draft thing. Yeah. Where if you're really doing that, it's about the value of the player and— the EV at the position of that player that you're drafting. And if we're okay. talking about Boogie Cousins and Embiid, we're probably around like the 12 to 18 range, mm-hmm. something like that. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe higher. Early, maybe higher. Or 9 to 18, somewhere in there. Yeah, okay. Uh, and at that point, you're like, wow, I, I have a shot at a guy. I, I have the 10th pick, and somehow I have a shot at the guy who might be the best player in the league someday. And that that feels a little different when you're doing like a fantasy draft construction of Fair a roster. Enough. Instead yeah. of like you're you're a pretty good team, and yeah. if you can get Boogie Cousins, you might be one of the best teams in the league. Right. You're like in the mindset of like I didn't get the first three picks, so I can't right. get Steph. I can't get those guys. Like it's not it's gonna, different. You're yeah. right. It's a different way to think about it. I mean, let's do it one one last way. You're the Pistons, and both teams are calling you to tr- and offer you these guys for Andre Drummond. Who do you take? If I am the Pistons? Maybe the pro- you'll take Boogie. I mean, sorry, you'll take Embiid, right? Because the Pistons aren't that good. Yeah. Let's pretend you're better. Let's pretend you're the Celtics. For who, they, say, who? They, say, they say we'll take it for the two Brooklyn picks, 17 and 18. Both, both sides are offering those centers. Who are you taking if you're the Celtics? Celtics are good enough to win right now. I think you take Cousins because Probably. you can win this year. Yeah. You can at least make the finals this year. If and you have Al Cousins. Horford's window is now. Yeah. So you kind of can't wait for Embiid. Although Embiid may be here already. It's hard to tell. It's an interesting question. It is. All right. That's enough for that, though. Yeah. Let's move on. It's fun, though. I like that. Yeah, it was cool. The Dallas Mavericks are 3-13. and 13. It's not yep. good. Not as good as the Cowboys. No. Uh, will they win as many games all season? And no, that's obviously Yes, they will. they will. Of course they will. They're 3-13. and 13. They're getting outscored by nine points a game. It's not going well. Dirk Nowitzki's only played five games because of injury. He's shooting 36% from the field. It's 12 points. It's only been five games, so maybe, you know, but it's not good. Should the Mavs tank? Will they tank? Cuban, by the way, came out and said today they are not going to tank. They're going to play to win. But is it true? Is it real? Should they? Okay, so I think they will not tank. I'm going to start with instead of should they, will they? Okay. I think they will not. And I think part of that is Mark Cuban is a businessman in the way that he's an asset manager he cares about his assets mm-hmm. and he cares about the dallas mavericks brand and dirk Nowitzki right now is a big part of that brand 
he doesn't want to let Dirk just sit on the bench a lot because they decide to tank and not use Dirk Nowitzki and then have that affect the brand for the future too. And also maybe even affect free agency, maybe affect people wanting mm. to come there or not. If they're like, Oh, if they're going to tank sometimes, you know, like you talked to a couple of weeks ago about how players don't want to go to the Sixers because they were tanking. Right. I mean, I did, and that's true, but players didn't want to go to the Sixers because they tanked for three years in a row and openly did so. Like, the yeah. San Antonio Spurs have tanked, and that worked out really well. That worked well. out pretty well. They tanked twice in their in their existence, and it worked out really well both times, and I, LaMarcus Aldridge was happy to leave a good Portland team to go there. But David Robinson was out for the year when they tanked, right? Like, um, he No, they kept him out. They said, oh. don't come back. Okay. Basically, like, well, there's no point in you coming back. We but he still was going to play some more. This might be Dirk's last year. Uh, yeah, it might be. That's right, true. so I think he's such a legend there that I don't think they will tank because they're out of respect for Dirk, and I think that's like a Mark Cuban thing. Okay, but let's and let's say not that they wouldn't let Dirk play, but maybe with other players. Let's say Harrison Barnes, you know, gets a little bit hurt, pulls a hammy, something like that. And instead of him being out four games, they say, yeah, let's keep him out 20. You know, they could do things yeah. like that if they want to. Yeah. You don't think they will? I don't think they will. I do think they should. Got it. I think they clearly should, yeah. especially considering the draft class we're, we're heading towards. See, you're talking about Mark Cuban as an asset manager, and I understand wanting to, quote, protect the brand, but isn't it better for the brand if you end up with the number one overall pick, right. especially in this draft? That's fair. I think, but I think, I guess it's not as cold as I made it seem. It's, it's like Mark Cuban really cares about the team. That seems yeah. pretty clear. He loves Dirk, and, too. And he cares a lot about Dirk, and I don't think he wants to do that to Dirk. I, you might be right. Yeah. You might be right. And I will say this. They're kind of built to win now, even though they're terrible. Like, they signed Harrison Barnes to that huge deal. They signed Wes Matthews to a massive deal. They have Dirk already. Like, what are they doing? You know, it's weird to, like, have all those players and assets. That's number six. Yes. Wow, you, that one really went all over. Yeah, it just Colin West, what the, what the hell? <laughs> um, Colin West, of course, is our physicist fan. No, he's our physicist. We, have, our, a, we have a physicist. <laughs> he's actually the Twitter He's the Twitter profile that we believe is a fan Wait, and a physicist. No, hold on. Do you guys not have a personal physicist? <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't have a personal physicist? Now, these days, everyone does. Yeah. You know? and 20, it's, it's 2016, for crying out loud. Yeah. yeah. What uh, if a fulcrum happens? What? <laughs> we need a is, talk about quantum mechanics and stuff. All right. So quantum computing is the future, and yes, Joel Embiid is. is really good at it, actually. Yeah. I mean, that's why he's. Yeah. That's why you're talking about so much potential with Joel, <laughs> yeah. right? All right. Okay. Sorry. No, you're good. Back on track. So, yeah. So they probably will not tank, but they probably should. I think it'd be a real—maybe they feel like they can, quote, not tank and still finish in the top 10 worst teams and either hit real gold in the lottery or at least get a pretty damn good pick in this loaded draft class. Right. I mean, the Lakers got to be a terrible team with Kobe Bryant having like 60 points in his last game, and they get to preserve the legend of Kobe Bryant and all that shit. This so is true. Maybe the Mavericks should aim for something like that. Just like give Dirk a billion shots in his last game and let him have a, a deceptively good game and, and walk off into the sunset so all the dummies think he did a good job. And <laughs> I mean, Dirk like, isn't like that. Dirk doesn't take bad shots. No, That's not he, his thing. Kobe no. always took bad shots yeah. his whole career. Yeah. Kobe's not that good. Kobe's massively overrated. Well, yeah. Right. But Kobe's better than Dirk. Come on. Okay, fine. But still massively yeah. overrated. Yeah. Massively overrated. Good. Yeah. I'm glad we can agree on something. We've already talked about this on this podcast. I'm sure we have. Well, yeah. I'm glad we talked about it again. It feels important. Yeah. All right. Let's really quickly touch on the Memphis Grizzlies, and then we will end this segment here, okay? The Grizzlies are 11-6. and six. That's a pretty good record. It's a little weird. Just because, yeah. you know, they're kind of old and stuff. Why yeah. are they doing so good, you might ask? I might ask. I'm asking. Do you have an answer? Because <laughs> they've won 11 games and lost six only. You um, know who is a big key to that? Mike Conley? Yeah. 
You know what happened to Mike Conley? He signed the big deal. He's out for six to eight weeks. Oh, what happened? I don't know, but he's out six to eight weeks. He was so good like three days ago when yeah. I watched him. He scored the last 11 points against the Nets. He's going to miss game. two months, that guy. Well, so they're, they're screwed. You know, it's a weird thing. So Mike Conley is getting 19 points a game as a leading scorer. He's only getting 5.7 assists per game and 3.6 rebounds. His stats are it's never that impressive. Typical but, Mike Conley stuff. But everybody know? talks about how important he is to the team. And it, and we've talked about this before, yes, the intangibles that, I know. that he apparently has. He um he shot he is shooting. I said he shot as if his career is completely over. The season's over. He's not. It's not shooting forty seven percent from three. So that's pretty good. Yeah, that's really good. But that's not a sustainable number for him. Also, I guess this eleven and six record ain't so sustainable for the Grizz. Now with no. Mike Conley, their best player is out for six to eight weeks. Do you think he's the best player, or do you think Marc Gasol is the best player? Well, Marc Gasol currently. Let's just look at his numbers. Eighteen points a game. That's by the way did not get mentioned in our best centers. That's true. That was weird. That we're just that's, talking about. That's you, though. You're the one who compiled the you list. You could have brought up Gasol anyway. Yeah, I didn't You're want to. to say what about Marc Gasol. You didn't I mean, want I got to? a problem with Marc Gasol. What's your problem? He's, Careful. Careful. It's the way he spells his name. Oh my God, that is. There's no K. There's, there's something a C. wrong with that. Yeah. There's a C. Where's the C? M A R C. Oh, oh, I thought you meant his last yeah. name. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. no, Marc Gasol. With a C. So you got a problem with that? You know, he's not from around here, right? Like around where? Around like my house. Yeah. He's not like, from around your house. Okay, cool. Just saying. So, like, they spell Mark differently. He's from España. Yeah, they spell Mark differently in Spain. Yeah, but I have a problem with that. <laughs> so you got a problem with Spain, is what you're saying. Definitely. I feel like you're kind of crossing a line. I don't I know. I am, and I don't mean it. I know you don't. <laughs> so here's the interesting things about Marc Gasol, besides the way he spells his name. 18 points a game. That's good, right? Shooting 44% from the field. That's bad for a center. Really bad. Although he, a lot of his shots come from, are like long twos, but still. Long twos are bad shots. That too. How many rebounds do you think this guy's getting? Are you are gonna tell me right something disappointing, me. right? It's like six point five or something disappointing like that. Less. Worse. What? Five point six rebounds. That's a game. terrible. Three point eight assists per game. That's pretty good. That's really good. One in point six blocks per game. That's decent. I mean, he's pretty good. But he's not as good as he once was. No. He once was one of the top three centers in the league, I think. I think I'm just gonna call it right now. Grizzlies definitely not making the playoffs. Not making, the six, because, not making the playoffs. Especially with Conley out for an extended period. Yeah, exactly. That's going to hurt them a lot. I think even with Conley, they would really struggle to make the playoffs. But without might, him, yeah. there's no chance. Yep. I'm calling it. I think so. Time of death right now. So you think, like, if Conley is healthy, uh, I'm trying to think of a comparable team. Who's a better team? The Grizzlies or, like, Charlotte? Charlotte. Yeah? You think so? Yeah. I feel You think clear Batum about is it. better than Conley? Batum? Yeah. No. No. Do you? No. Just curious. I think Kemba Walker probably is. So you think Kemba Walker is their best player? Yeah. Oh, you were thinking Batum is their yeah. best player. No, yeah, I think Kemba's definitely their best okay. player. Okay. I think they're pro- Kemba's got a good chance to be an all-star this year. Although it's I tough. don't know. It's tough. The point guard position is so loaded. I mean, is John Wall going to make the all-star team? His team is like three and It depends 85. on if he gets drunk or doesn't and shows up or doesn't. Like, John Wall's a party guy who hates everybody. I mean, Isaiah Thomas, looking like he probably will make the all-star team again. His numbers yeah. are better than they were last year. The team is doing pretty well. He's shorter. He is shorter he than he was shorter. last year. That's right. He, he actually, he <laughs> came into the NBA at six foot three. <laughs> he loses at least an inch a year. He's like the opposite of a lot of those really great big men. You know, yeah. like David Robinson, a great example, who yep. I think grew seven inches his second year of, at the Navy. 
Right. You know, he went from a six six guy to like or six seven guy to a freaking seven two those, guy. Those are the guys who like that's those are the special guys because they have ball skills, right? right? Exactly. Like Anthony Davis had a late growth spurt and he played point guard in high school. Yeah. That's that, why he's so good at all the shit he's good at. Right. You don't lose that that hand eye coordination stuff. That's like the stuff. optimal big man in the NBA, kind of like the way that the body construction of the blindside left tackle is optimal yeah. for the NFL. It's kind of similar. Michael feels. Orr. Yeah. Um yeah, if Chris Paul could like gain like a foot, oh my god, he'd be so good. If yeah, if Chris Paul was seven one, yeah, yeah, so good, he'd be the best player in history. Wow. Yeah. Strong. You disagree? I don't think I can. I don't think you can. Such either. a sweet pass and such center. an obvious thing. Drunk sports is taking position. If Chris Paul was seven <laughs> foot one, he would be the best player in history. I don't know that everyone would agree with that. Well, but, but I said we're taking a position. They don't have to agree with it. Okay. Yeah. But they have to respect it. <laughs> I respect it. Yeah. All right, let's stop there. We'll come back. We'll talk some NFL and then eventually LTDFI. It's time for the second half, and that means it's time for beer number oh seven. Oh, my God. That was like the most splashy beer of all time. We really need this to be on camera. I don't understand why when I do this show, it's just like the beers, they will not contain themselves. Maybe because you hold it high when you open it because you're hold, you know, somehow it's close, that like is So it's different... closer to the sky. I don't know. Gravity is different. I'm saying it's a a different technique than the way you, the different form than you would normally open the beer with. And so maybe that's. It's all over my iPad. I might not have any of my notes by the end of this. You don't need your notes. I don't need my notes. What do you need notes? I don't need notes. Where we're going, we don't need notes. That's a great line. That was a reference. I know. Do you? Yeah. From what? Dragon Skull 3, The the Reckoning. Yes, actually. (laughs) The best of the Dragon Skull. (laughs) Usually the second was the best, but in this case, the third Dragon Skull was clearly the best. All right. In the NFL, also known as the National Football League, Grant. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can see his face. He's so annoyed by that. This does need that. to become a video show. So I think there would be a lot, more, a lot more value if this was a video show. The San Francisco 49ers are 1-10. in 10. That's bad. They've lost 10 in a row. That's also bad. They've been outscored by 116 points in those 11 games. That's good. <laughs> so, yeah. That's an average of ten point uh, about ten point five points a game. Do, do your math faster next time. That was pretty. The fast. audience has places to be. Colin Kaepernick is now their starting quarterback once again. Yeah, that's you know sort of cool, right? He is playing not bad. Yeah, not bad as he once did. Yeah, he this year has uh, what? I mean, his completion percentage is poor, fifty five percent. That's terrible. Uh, average per toss is six point nine two. That's terrible. Okay. But he's got a 10 to 3 touchdown interception ratio, which is good. And so, he runs. He runs with the, the old football in his, uh, in, his, in his arms there. He's averaging more yards rushing per game than Todd Gurley. That's weird. Todd Gurley has been a, a disaster this year. Gurley's averaging 58 yards per game. Cap is averaging 62 yards per game. That's pretty good for a quarterback. That's amazing for a quarterback, but he's got six fumbles also. So That's not know. good either. You know what? Cap's not doing that. No, great. he's not doing that great. So, but, he, but he's he's fun. He's a fun player. He has the record for rushing yards for a quarterback in any NFL game, but it happened in a playoff game, that game against the Packers. How much was it? It was How something much? like 180. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty awesome. More than Michael Vick ever had, which yeah. is kind of crazy because Michael Vick had some huge rushing games. You know the other thing uh, that Cap has over Michael Vick? He did not murder the dogs. That is exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did not that we're aware dogs. of. That we're aware of. Okay, that's true. Good job. Everybody's Dan. guilty until proven innocent. <laughs> Leave open the possibility that Kaepernick is a dog killer. Why not? So yeah, so I guess quick question is simply what should the 49ers be doing at quarterback? Not now, but next year. Like clearly they should ride out Kaepernick for the rest of the season. I think they should 
should stick with him for a little bit. I yeah. mean, he was the quarterback of what was probably the second best team for one year. I mean, what the the year the Seahawks were just incredibly good. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks' best year. Right. The 49ers, they lost in the NFC Championship, but they were the second best team. Yeah. And they, mean, had a, they had a two-year run with him as the starting yeah. quarterback where they made the NFC Championship. That was the game. real Super Bowl that year. Yeah. So I think I think they should stick with Kaepernick. See, see if he can really bring you something because that guy's so incredibly athletic, which is really cool. He has a huge arm. His accuracy, you know, not not, not super it's good. Not, it's not the best. And there's obviously obviously problems. I don't know. Maybe he's the Hassan Whiteside of football, but he he seems at least as a viewer, I enjoy it. Like I don't want to watch the 49ers, but if Kaepernick is playing, maybe I do a little bit because he's yeah, fun to watch. You I know? hear that he's exciting. Yeah. The running thing, I mean, it's just that he can take off, and as soon as he takes off, he's faster than he, he looks. He just looks so fast. He like looks... I think he looks slow. I can never believe how many yards well, he, he gets. He takes long strides, yeah, you know? Exactly. Like, the other players look slow, I guess. Everybody looks slow when Talon Kaepernick runs. It's yeah. weird. It's actually kind of weird. So, But maybe the bigger question is, so next year, the 49ers, I mean, they're 1-10. in 10. They've got a great chance at having the second overall pick in the draft, right? There's no lottery in the NFL. Right. Should they take a quarterback or not? No. Oh, I like how they should, sure you are they about yourself. Take a defensive player for sure. They are having one of the worst years in history against the run. It's like atrocious. Wow, look at you go. Yeah. I don't actually have the numbers in front of me. It's okay. But they it's it's insane how many yards they're giving up to running backs. Yeah. I mean their passing defense isn't great either, but it's a lot better than their run defense. I think they should spend it if they if there's a defensive lineman who's worthy of that spend or or maybe an excellent excellent linebacker linebackers never get drafted that high so probably yeah. not a linebacker but if there's like a dt who's amazing that's the guy to take for them they, i mean that's just such a disgusting sore spot for them and we've seen that they can survive with cap at quarterback like they have yeah. gone deep in the playoffs multiple times with kaepernick at quarterback. there's definitely universes where they won the super bowl that year yeah that seattle did yeah you know i mean if alex smith wasn't the quarterback the year before if they had already been playing kaepernick in the playoffs Maybe they win and beat Baltimore in the Super Bowl. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. But maybe. Maybe. So, all right. Just checking in. Yeah. One other guy. What, what are your thoughts, though, overall oh. Overall on Kaepernick? I think he is. It's weird to see someone play well and have the team be really good and then just seemingly not be good anymore without any obvious thing happening. That's rare in the NFL, with quarterbacks yeah. especially. Yeah. Like you see that all the time in baseball with pitchers, right? Okay. Where they're yeah. really good and then they're bad, and that's just the way pitching is. That is not like that in quarterbacking at all. If you're Andy Dalton, you stay Andy Dalton, you know, or right. you get better. That's what Philip Rivers has been. Philip Rivers for 15 years now, or whatever it is. You know, Brady's been great forever. I mean, Roethlisberger is Roethlisberger. Are they don't no, get are worse. Are there no examples of like one season quarterbacks like Tommy Maddox? Is that not really? I mean, yeah. uh, Cap had two seasons, also yeah. not just one. Yeah. That matters a little bit to me. Anyway. Rex Grossman had one great season. Doesn't mean he was great. Yeah, okay. I mean, was it really that great? I don't know if it really ended up being that great, but it started great. Okay. I know that. I'm, a <laughs> Bears really fan. I'm a Bears fan, so I remember when, when Rex Grossman and Mushin Muhammad were the frontrunners for MVP after five games. I mean, you can see a guy like Carson Palmer had an outlier year last year. Yeah. And he's not that guy, really. He's like pretty good, but he's not a great, great player. Right. Right. Last MVP year, he was like a top four quarterback. Something like yeah. that, yeah. Uh, but I mean, maybe also in 16 games, maybe sometimes you just get these weird variance things where a guy will have a much better year than they could have. But it seems like we can see the talent on Kaepernick, right? Yeah. He's got the arm. The he's arm got is, the speed. He's got an incredible arm and incredible speed. He made a throw this weekend where he just 
He was on the run. A little, he was taking a few steps to the right and just reared back and threw and hit a guy like 60 yards downfield in perfect stride. It just looked like a throw almost no one else in the league can even make. Yeah. Or he would even try. He's hyper-athletic. Hyper-athletic. I guess he just doesn't have the rest of the tools, you know. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. When you say tools, I feel like you're talking about football IQ and things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, kind of like, well, accuracy, I don't know, is that a physical or mental tool? I guess it's more physical. Yeah, accuracy is physical. Yeah, but so accuracy and decision-making maybe are not the best. I mean, I guess. Yeah. It's hard to really know, I guess, not being a Right, because if expert. a guy is that good, if he had Tom Brady's brain, wouldn't he be the best player of all time? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe Brady has more physical tools than we give him credit for. I mean, though. he's got a good arm, you know, but Kaepernick is yeah, Kaepernick's a got a better, better physical player of But anything. Brady has touch, and Kaepernick does not. Yeah. And that's a and huge I guess touch thing. Is, in, I guess touch is physical. And these yeah. days in the NFL, that's a massive yeah, thing. Yeah, that's Com- fair. Completion percentage is so valued. Yeah, know? like Drew Brees, that guy is not physically like Kaepernick at all, but he has touch. Yeah. Yeah, that, he's got the touch. Yeah. That's, the, what, that's what the ladies say. Oh, is that what the ladies say? Yeah. All right, I was going Moving to go on. I was going to go somewhere kind of dark. I decided not to. We decided not to. That's, That's good. That's great. Hey, speaking good of Drew choice. Brees. Yeah. Drew Brees has had a long career now. He's and played he's 16 have, years. He's having a good year. He's having yet another good year. This guy has a good year kind of every year, though. He's, he's really short for a quarterback, too. Is it, and he's, it's not like he's a fast quarterback who's also really short. He's a short pocket passer. He's just straight up short. That is so rare. <laughs> that is so rare. How tall do you think Drew Brees is? Six feet. That is exactly right. Yeah. Nice job. Thank you. How'd you know that? I just have a memory for things that... How much does he weigh? 190 pounds. That's impossible. He's a six-foot-tall quarterback in the NFL. How can you weigh 190 pounds? So how much does he weigh? 209. <laughs> <laughs> That's 19 pounds more. Come on. Yeah. So anyway... It's like a so giant Thanksgiving turkey worth. Drew Brees has essentially been the New Orleans Saints' entire offense for years now. He's their running yeah. game because he throws short little dink passes to the running backs. Sure. He's their passing game. He plays defense once in a while. You know, he goes out and plays a little safety. When oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, when, when, when he feels like it. <laughs> He's had a run, though, since 2011. Here's his yardage okay. per season since 2011. 54-76 in 2011. Holy shit. Leading the league. Yeah. 51-77 in 2012, leading the league. 51-62 in 2013. 2014-49-52, leading the league. 2015-48-70, leading the league. This year in 2016 so far... 35-87, leading the league. Wow. I mean, it's crazy. He's played 16 years. I got him at seven of those 16 years. I'm including this year. He leads the league in passing yardage. He's just a production monster. Yeah. Here's the question. Also, by the way, accurate, doesn't throw picks, throws a lot of touchdowns. I got all his career numbers here so we can get into it. Where does this guy stand all time? He's not a guy. We always talk about Brady and Manning. Yeah. Maybe some other guys. We don't really ever talk about Breeze, but where is Breeze fall? Yeah, you're you bring up a good point. Maybe he needs more credit here. I think maybe he, does. he needs to be in those guys' conversation. Like that guy's yeah, he's fucking good. And especially <laughs> considering his limitations, like Brady and Manning are both six five. It's so much easier to be a, a pocket passing quarterback at six five. You can see over the line. Breeze can't even see over the line. Yeah, that's and somehow right. he still does this. Yeah, that's incredible. It's just like if Chris Paul was seven one. If if Drew Brees was six five, it, would it be like no contest? He's the best quarterback of all time. <laughs> Maybe it would. I mean, Russell Wilson, you can make the same argument for him. But way, Russell but. Wilson can run. It's a little different. Like yeah. Drew Brees isn't even a runner. Russell no. Wilson gets out of the pocket, does a lot of other stuff. Drew yeah. Brees is just a pocket passer. That's all he is. He's yeah. got nothing else. Drew Brees for his career, sixty seven percent completion ratio, a rate which, by the way, is insane because now that's not as big a deal. But ten years ago, no one did yeah. that. Nobody. 
He's got 458 touchdowns, 213 interceptions, which I got to tell you is a little more than I would have guessed. But maybe for a guy who throws so many times and so much, yeah. he's going to get a few more picks, I guess. I'm going to blame Reggie Bush. Sounds right. Yeah. Reggie, where were you? Got to block yeah. that guy. Yeah. What the hell? So so there's some guy. So the question is ultimately, yeah, where does Breeze stand? Where does he fall? Are you asking, like, is he a top five all-time quarterback? Let's start with top 10 and work our way up. I think he's top there. 10. I think he probably is, too. But I did come up with a few guys who might be in the top 10. Just as a way to sort of bang it around a little bit. So I feel like here are guys, here's some three guys I think without question are better than this guy, right? Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Joe Montana. Yeah. I don't think there's any argument. Right. right? Those guys are always ahead of him. Yeah. Here's some other guys who really clearly might be ahead of him. And I don't know, we could bat it around. Uh, Steve Young, I think has got to be ahead of him, right? He had a shorter career though. He did, but he was great. He was great, but Drew Brees is great too. Yeah. Dan Marino, hard to say. Close. Yeah. There's similar guys in a lot of. Uh, I never saw Johnny Unitas play, but yeah, everyone says he's one of the best, so I sort of believe him. Aaron Rodgers? I mean, I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers than Drew Brees most years, I think. Probably Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Also, Brett Favre. What do you think about Brett no, Favre? Too many interceptions. So many interceptions. He's the gunslinger. Yeah. John Elway? No, he's overrated. Wow, you and I feel the same way about these guys. I am super down on Elway. A lot of people think of Elway as the best quarterback of all time. Who in the, the fuck thinks Elway is the best quarterback? Up until Brady won the most recent Super Bowl that he won two years ago, people were saying, who's the best quarterback of all time? Is it Elway or Montana? That was the argument. And then Peyton Manning started to work his way into it, and then he fell back out, and then Brady, and now it's Brady or Montana. That's the way people Why see is it. Elway in there? He won two titles at the end. He also went to four other Super Bowls. He's thrown like 19 touchdowns in his whole career. No, he used to throw a lot. No, 19. <laughs> no, he, I think it's more. Uh, Does, Drew Brees probably has surpassed him, right? At in terms this point? of touchdowns? Yeah, for his career. Um, I would have to look that up. That's going to take me at least a little bit Well, I'm going to talk a little bit more about Drew Brees Okay, then. you do that, and I'll see if so, I can find out. Drew Brees makes—it's kind of crazy. No matter what is going on with the Saints, there are good receivers on the Saints, and I don't know if that's because they're good or because of Drew Brees, and by that I mean I do know it's because of Drew Brees. Drew Brees is so good. I you, You've actually convinced me. You know, oh, yeah? I'm, I'm a I'm a Breeze believer nice. at this point. Yeah. By the way, John Elway has less touchdown passes than Drew Brees. Yeah. Less. He's got 300 career touchdowns. I think Breeze had 368. No, Breeze had 498. You no, just that's said. Not that's right. what you just said. 498. To me. Yeah, that's what you just said to me. That doesn't seem possible. That's, that's what you just said to me. I'm going to look that up because I can't believe it. 498. Did you get it wrong? 458. Is 458. Okay. All right. So more than what I said. A lot more. Okay. Yeah. So he's got he's got him coming and going. Now again, that was a time when they passed a lot sure. less. The I mean, rules were really different for quarterbacks. Well, just, this show is called Drunk Sports. We can't take into account eras. Like it's so hard. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I completely agree with you. All right. So so Drew Brees, top ten quarterback. We're we're in agreement. Yes, I think for sure top ten. All right. You ready? Yeah. Is he a top five quarterback? All right. Let's go. Brady. Brady. Manning. Manning. Montana. Montana. Rod- I'm gonna Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to give it to Rodgers. That's four. Yeah. Can we go with one more guy who's clearly... I mean, it might know. be Unitas. Yeah, it might be Unitas. You argued for Steve Young. I would argue against that. You can make you can make a very career. reasonable case for not Steve Young. Yeah. Um, Beyond that, I don't know. You like, don't think Favre. You don't think Elway. Neither do I. I think most people would argue that Elway is ahead of him. I think most rational, normal people Some people, people might, argue that. might argue Marino, too. Yeah, I think they're probably wrong. I mean, I watched Dan Marino play. I think Drew Brees was better. Marino may have had a little more actual talent, but Brees has gotten every possible bit of – he's, like, squeezed every bit of juice out of that talent that he's he got. He really you know? has. And I know this shouldn't account for if he's better or not, but it's just so impressive that he's six feet tall and he's yeah. a pocket passer. Right. That's so impressive. Yeah. 
The other thing is Drew Brees has sort of had to fight for almost everything he's ever gotten. So yeah. he was a second-round pick. He went uh, 32nd overall, I think. He was the first overall pick of the second round for the San Diego Chargers. Right, and then he had that terrible ACL tear. Oh, and- it actually wasn't an ACL. It was um, some other tear. But whatever, he tore yeah. something. Yeah, and it, it hurt himself. It was a big mistake. Uh but he actually, it took him a few years to even get to play for the Chargers. You know, he didn't play his first few years. Yeah. Doug Flutie beat him out. Yep. And then they drafted Phillip Rivers. And the moment they drafted Phillip Rivers, Drew Brees became an elite quarterback. Yeah. That's, it was really, like, they're like, we have and to then, get a quarterback. We, have to, we need something to solve our problem. And then they had two incredible quarterbacks on And then on their Drew Brees roster. got injured and the Chargers decided to go with Phillip Rivers. They were probably going to go a, with Rivers anyway. It's a fair thing to do. Rivers was the third overall pick yeah. and he had been sitting for like three years. Yeah. And they didn't want him to sit. Brees was just too good. So right. it's understandable. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. But they made the wrong choice. I mean, Philip Rivers has also been amazing. but Not even close to Drew Brees. Not, we wouldn't even say Philip Rivers is sniffing top 10. No, I would not say that. Yeah. Now, Rivers is also several years younger than He's got to be at least five years younger than Brees. Probably around four or five. I yeah. think at the time, the franchise had to go with Rivers. I, I think it made sense at the time. I'm but, just saying, it, by result, like Drew yeah. Brees is clearly a top 10 quarterback yes. of all time. With the benefit of and hindsight. maybe a top five. With the benefit of hindsight, they should have traded Philip Rivers and gotten some bounty for him. It turns Chargers out haven't won any goddamn Super Bowls. Guess who has? The Drew Saints. Brees. Yeah, the Drew Saints Brees. have. Wow. So was their Drew defense Brees. even that good that year that they won the Super yes. Bowl? It was? Yeah, it was. Okay, I, I couldn't remember. No, they were actually really good that okay. one year. I think they led the league in takeaways and dominated in a lot All of right. ways. Quite good. Um, okay, so we're, we're saying he's a top five quarterback. I, mean, I think Ooh, that's heady I think stuff. it's borderline. You know, there's arguments yeah. for other guys. For but he's sure. we, we, we think he's definitely top ten. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. All right, well, I'm glad we had this discussion. I mean, I just it's, sort of... it's hard to know with stuff like this, especially as the NFL has changed so much to be more of a passing league, Yeah. not only by you know the style and the analytics coming in, but also by the rule changes. Uh, it's hard to know if other guys wouldn't have been so much better. You know, what if Dante Culpepper was drafted now? How good would that guy be? Yeah. You know, that guy was really, really talented, sure. really, really good. Like, that guy might be better than Drew Brees. I don't know. Like, that guy was so good. It's hard to know. Yeah. But Breeze has actually done it. You know, he's yeah. been around for 16 years. He's still doing it. As we said, even now he's leading the league in yard passing yards as he does every single year. It's really impressive. It's crazy. Yeah. So, Got to give him some credit there. Yeah. Drew Brees. He's our new mascot. I don't Drunk think sports mascot. Drunk Drew Brees. Drew Brees loves oh, to drink. Oh, if we can get Drunk Drew Brees on this show, that'd be uh, good. It's possible. Let's Maybe do we it. Can, get, can we get him to bring that little baby that he had with the earphones, the, the yeah, headphones yeah. on? Yeah, we get that. Yeah, I want that kid yeah, that age, get, though. I want hey, it. anybody out there who's listening, no Drew Brees, hook us up. Hook us up and make don't sure be, he brings the don't kid. Be, don't be that way. And, and we want not you to hook us up. And also, he has to bring the kid. Otherwise, he's no, no going. No, not show. invited otherwise. <laughs> also, we need those same little headphones the kid was wearing Also, he has Super to Bowl. give me his Super Bowl ring. <laughs> otherwise, forget it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like an autograph too. Oh, fine, that's fine. Wouldn't that be funny if he said yes to everything? He was like, "I'm not doing autographs. I've, I, there's a line I got to draw in the sand." I mean, he's got his principles. I appreciate that. Yeah, actually, I, I respect yeah. that. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back to everyone's favorite. Let the drunk fix it. We are back. We are finally here. Let the drunk fix it. Beer number nine for Grant. He's. Getting drunker all the time. We are going to pose some cool dilemmas, sports problems sometimes for Grant. Oh, so this one, oh, you just gave it away. You oh, have a I? tell. It's for sure. What's the tell? One of them is not a sports dilemma. 
Well, I guess we're going to find out. I want to disclose something to the audience. Okay. All right. This is this is just a full admission. So, all <laughs> right. You guys know that we we take breaks. We take legit breaks between the quarters. Yeah. You know, usually 10, somewhere between 10 and 25 minutes. I just realized where this is going. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, conversations go different places. You end up wanting to do different things. Yeah. What we just did right before now, just now, the, the <laughs> stimulus we're currently working with, we watch... <laughs> I can't even get through it. We watched the video for Insane Clown Posse's Miracles. Oh my god. If you so have bad. not seen that, you just look at it's not a parody. Jonathan's I still th- convinced it's a parody. I think they must know how dumb it if, is. If ridiculous. somehow you haven't seen that, it's like seven or eight years old now or something Maybe older. like that. But holy shit, those guys are so stupid. It's amazing. It is amazing. So I just wanted to disclose that somehow our conversation led to us. Watching that music video. It's like, oh, I guess we have to watch Miracles now. It's just the That's most. We did. It's, it's an incredible experience. I hate to give them the views, but you got to see it. I mean, th- it. they have a ton of views already. You got to see Those it. guys are dumb as fuck and rich as fuck. Well, they probably lost their money somehow, right? Oh, they don't have yeah. any money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> There's no way they have yeah, any money. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Grant's nine beers deep or so, and uh, this is the first Let the Drunk Fix It of the evening. Really? The, you don't think the audience was smart enough to realize there hadn't been one yet? <laughs> I'm saying it more like in a ceremonial way. So you should say it's like the opening, let the drunk fix it. Though they wouldn't realize it was the first one. It's like, the same thing. It's like Tony Romo opens Cowboys games by being the horse. I remember that. By being was that just the last horse. Week? No, that was two weeks ago. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, we have a new LTDFI suggester. Contributor. Is yes. the word you're looking for? I think "suggester" is pretty damn. That's good. a stupid word. By the way, if you want, it's to a suggest, miracle that that word exists. If you a want to suggest miracle. something to Drunk Sports, especially an LTDFI, just send us a tweet at Drunk Sports Show. But Xavier Weisenretter. That's an awesome name. Yes, it is an amazing. I name. I want that name. Can I, Xavier? I'm sorry, that's my name now. Okay, you you can have my name. <laughs> <laughs> Seems fair. Fair trade. I think it's an interesting yeah. thing to do. Uh, he says this. Players and coaches complain about every call. Yes. He writes, actually, rational in order to influence refs' future calls. It's annoying to watch Fix It. Ooh, okay. Yeah. All right, we're talking about all sports here, right? You can, Essentially. We can bring it into, like, we can do, like, the NBA if you want. You can pick one. It's fine. We don't have to do everything. All right, so I'm going to whittle it down to the Clippers. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> because <laughs> they're the whiniest team of all time. Okay. Like, Doc Rivers is the whiniest coach of all time, probably. Blake Griffin whines a lot. Chris Paul whines a lot. They f- managed to get Paul Pierce. I think they got him only because he's the biggest whiner in NBA history. I mean, what, is he, what, did, he, what did Paul Are Pierce you trying to do? tell me that Paul Pierce didn't whine about everything that ever happened? I don't have any memory of Paul Pierce whining right. about things. All right, As a so, Celtics fan, I say this. All right. We're actually not going to talk about the Clippers. I just wanted to complain about the no, Clippers for good. a second. That was great. But uh, <laughs> I, I'll have a literal fix, and then I'll have a, a, a yes. less literal fix. So okay. the, the literal fix is that when you whine, there's a penalty. Like yeah. There's an immediate penalty. It's so, pretty easy. So like in the NBA, if, say, uh, say Paul Pierce gets called for, for reaching in, yeah, and it's going to be a foul that is a non-shooting foul. Sure. If he complains, it's a shooting foul. Okay. Deal with it, Paul Pierce, what you if, piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's already a shooting foul? If it's already a shooting foul, they get one extra shot. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty clear. Yeah. Text. Now, what constitutes complaining? See, that's subjective, and that's up to the ref. Okay. So, basically, anything is going to constitute complaining because the refs are always trying to get control of the game right. in every sport, essentially. They're, it's always a battle for them. So, I think most refs are going to err on the side of giving the penalty. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, anything that you do that seems complainy is just not going to work out for you. Okay, so let's let's walk through a situation. All right, this, do okay? it. Set up the situation. Is it a miracle? It is not. Are scientists involved? They are. Okay. So it's okay. So it's uh, the Golden State Warriors are playing the Cleveland Cavaliers. There's a m- 12 seconds left in Game 7 of the NBA Finals. Okay. LeBron, with his team down two, drives to the hoop, goes up, misses the shot. There is a whistle. Draymond Green can't believe it. Does his best to control himself. Puts his hands up to his head and, and sort of turns away from the ref. He yells, no, just a little bit. The refs would normally... Would normally flag that. If he re- sure. if he yells no, that seems like more more like he's lamenting than complaining. So I don't think they would. Oh, okay. Flag you think that. that'd be okay? Yeah. What would be not okay? Where would be the line be? If he actually like went to the ref and was like, "Are you kidding?" Like oh, something okay. like that. Yeah. Okay. So maybe he stood there. Maybe he didn't yeah. actually walk to the ref. Maybe if but, he like, stood there and put his palms out and looked at the ref in a way yeah. that was like not conciliatory and like and held that pose for a while, which yeah. is what they do, right? They yeah. just don't move, right? Right. Like, how can this be? Yeah. Right. So let's say he did that. So fucking, get, he knows the rules, doesn't so, he? So LeBron gets three shots yeah. with 10 seconds left down yeah, by two sure in, in game seven does. of the NBA Finals. <laughs> he sure as fuck does. Draymond knows the rules. Yeah. I mean, Draymond knows that you're not supposed to punch and kick people in the dick, I right? Mean, 100%. That I was think, the next sentence. I, I mean, maybe he never read the rule book, but I think he must know that punching somebody in the scrotum or penis is probably not allowed in the NBA <laughs> during the course of a game. It may not it's actually... also even outside of the NBA. It's yeah. considered assault and you could go to jail for that. Yeah. I don't know if Draymond knows those things, but guess what? He did it about 65 times in the last year during the playoffs. So, when you draft a player or trade for a player or have a player from free agency, you have to understand that part of the expected value of the player is how volatile they are. And that's true now, but it will be true in a different way when the complaining rule right. is in. Paul Pierce would have never once been an all-star. If this was like Nobody would have drafted this guy. Because he just gives up so many extra points. Yeah, he's just like, I can't, I can't help myself. I'm Paul Pierce. I'm a piece of shit. I have to complain. Right. Yeah. So that's the literal fix. Yeah, that's so not the fun fix. I've revealed to the audience I hate Paul Pierce. Yes, you I, have. I do. We I really, know that now. About I, that guy is a, he's garbage. Also, you've revealed to the audience that Draymond Green takes nut shots. I mean, they knew that. But just in case. Yeah. They, they, I mean, everybody knows that. <laughs> okay. Like, that's that's clear. Okay, so that's a literal fix. It's a reasonable well, fix, I guess. Yeah, that's a literal fix. There's sometimes when I just don't think refs would blow the whistle in the last three minutes, but that's always going to be an issue. So what else? What do you get? You got anything else for me? Sure. If, uh, if okay. Hmm. I thought I had something, but I then I realized did. it wasn't that good. Oh. Uh, it's, it's a little bit unfortunate. So the literal fix is good enough. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, Okay. If the literal okay, so let's get clear about what constitutes complaining then. Okay, in your literal fix. All right. So there's all sorts of things people can do. Where how about if they say something really quietly so the ref can hear it, but no one else even knows they said it. Like baseball players do it all the time with umps, right? Sure. Where they don't actually show up the ump, but you can see when there's a strike called on what's clearly was a ball. They'll take a step out of their batter's box and they'll be moving their lips a lot and they're saying something to the ump, but you, you don't really they're not showing them up. No, if the way. if the refs can't see it, that's part of the game. What if the refs can hear it? Then they can call it. So they can call it. So if the refs are in any way aware of it, they're allowed yeah. to call whatever. And what if? But what, doesn't this bring up some potential issues? No. <laughs> like how about like Isaiah Thomas goes up, takes to the. Why does it have to be a Boston Celtic every time? Every time. So bored. You're right. Russell Westbrook, who's since been traded to the Celtics, goes up. <laughs> goes up. The shot goes in. As he's running back, he yells, "And one." 
That's not complaining. That's not complaining. The way, Isaiah, that complaining? the way Isaiah Thomas does it on the Celtics, it's complaining. Let me tell you, he does it that way, and he sort of goes and one and puts his arms out. Like, oh, what's going well, on? You that didn't was explain fouled. it that way. Well, but that's but you're saying I was fouled when you say and yeah. one, right? So you're saying what happens when the offensive player complains about not being fouled? Yeah, or called for the foul? Yeah, because that happens a lot too. They get ejected. Wow, they can fuck off. <laughs> so and one counts as as complaining about. If the you say and and one in in any sequence <laughs> during the game at any time, you're out. And that's for the entire 48 minutes of the game, right? You're done. So you could say like at one point you could say, Jimmy, I, I need you and John to go over there. And that's your and. You can't say yeah. now if, if you say one at any yep. point, you're screwed. Pretty right? much, that's okay. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah. Okay, who's going to be monitoring that? You're going to need like a serious system in place to the, monitor the that. The shadow commissioner, Adam Silver. Adam Silver, but that's one guy. There's, there's like sometimes there's fifteen NBA games. Do you not NBA think games. that he has multiple brains? Do you not think that he has multiple ways to understand what's going on? There, I'm just saying there's fifteen NBA games going on sometimes. I think the other day there were sixteen, and there are multiple players. You know, there's ten players on the court at any moment. There's people on the bench. One person. You need a whole like incredible system of surveillance. Adam in Silver place. is everywhere and nowhere. I don't know if you understand that. Like, you're not really understanding. I'm not. Shadow Commissioner. I think you would need some serious technological help. I got to tell you. I don't believe this. Well, Adam that's Sil- what I, of course you would. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, like, what kind of technological help would he have? He would have an iPhone. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so important. So he could text the ref like that was, he complained. <laughs> because that, yeah. that, that, time, that time he complained. Right, because he, he can't be in 15 stadiums at once yeah. to tell the ref that. No, right? he's in like, his control room, and he texts the refs. The refs have iPhones now. All oh, oh, right, <laughs> they can't use any other cell phone. No, that they can't. Work. It's Apple. Apple is the Cl- one. Closed system now, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> An iPhone can't get text or send text to any other no, uh, it's actually, type of phone. No, it's actually it's useless except for text from Adam Silver. Oh, does, is it like a burner phone or is it like just their normal phone? Well, they can play one game, but they have they have to pick the first day they get the phone. Sometimes they, they might regret it. Can they break the phone in half like they did on Breaking Bad? If they want to die. <laughs> <laughs> then they can do that. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know what? Great job. Thanks. Great job. <laughs> Thanks. I fixed it. I'm gonna I'm gonna call that one time of death on that one right now. Okay. Moving on. LTDFI number two. You ready? How's that beer going for you? It's going way? fine. Continue Great. talking. Okay. Stop fucking getting in my shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That was funny. So. <clears throat> One of the things that you happens, okay? You're, you're gonna be I'm okay. I'm gonna die, but at least if it'll Jonathan be good radio. dies, you guys, wouldn't it be amazing if Jonathan died? You would hear the last moments. That'd be so cool. It would be kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, it'd be podcast history because I'm still putting this shit out. I know, you but know, this what isn't live. What are you even gonna do without me? That's gonna, the question. Who's gonna replace this guy? Oh, I, I'm gonna do it myself. It's okay. I'll play both parts. How can you go ahead? Play, I'll, okay. Give us give an example of how that would work. Okay. I'll be like. Okay, it's time for Let the Drunk Fix It. This is Jonathan Levy. Uh, Grant, what do you think the Orlando Magic should do? Because they're so close to the water and the humidity is very high and it's causing their skin to blister. Oh, my God. And I would would say, yo, you got to fucking check that shit before you wreck that shit. And you'd be like, that's a great point. Oh, I think I that, that was funny to me. I don't that, know. Is that exactly, is that is that exactly a, how we're going? Is that ridiculous that I found that really funny? Is that exactly how we're going or not? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that maybe that's funny to other people. I'm yeah, not sure. I, I hope it is. All right, moving on. Number two. And possibly our last let the drunk fix it of the night. Possibly. It sounds like it's not, though. No, it might be. But it might not be. No, it probably is. <laughs> okay, so it is. <laughs> I haven't decided. Okay. <laughs> so... 
Something that happens a lot in the NFL. Yeah. You know what that stands for? Nope. <laughs> the National Football League. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> You're welcome. You're yeah. welcome. Is uh, a fumble happens. A fumble occurs. And somebody jumps on the ball. Sure. And then do. 12 other guys jump on the pile. Mm-hmm. And this massive pile of humanity happens. And we've all heard the stories about what happens at the bottom of all a fumble the, all, pile. Draymond Green would love it at the bottom of that pile because dick punching is accepted and encouraged. I've heard stories even to the degree that like people will break other people's like pinky fingers and things like that or like threaten to and yeah, sometimes actually do it. Like let up. go of the ball or I'll break your fucking hand right now kind of a thing, right? So this is problematic. And sometimes the refs don't know who landed on the ball and TV can't tell you. And you slowly unpeel the players off the pile. And some guy has it and they decide, okay, that's the team that has the ball now. Doesn't seem right, yeah. To this reporter, to this commentator, you're a reporter now. I'm a journalist. We got to work on those press passes. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, we might do that. Yeah. So, what can be done to fix the fumble pile so it's fair, it's reasonable? People don't get their hands broken, did and we you, know who actually got the ball. Did you come up with this, or is this a suggestion? This is me. This is you. Okay. I didn't want to to not give credit. Oh, uh, I too. appreciate that. Yeah. So, okay. This is a real problem, and I, I, I think at most times that I see the pile happen. I yeah. often think that, right? Yeah. Well, okay, I, I need some time to think on this one. So no problem. I, I need you to go for a bit. I can talk. All right, go for I it. I knew this was coming, yeah. so didn't really, I didn't really prepare anything. Anyway, okay, but great. I have some thoughts. I have some thoughts. As, you were, as I was describing this to you, I came up with some stuff. Okay, first of all, there has to be a penalty for jumping on the pile. You are not allowed to jump on the pile. Like, if there's more than three people, you're not allowed to, and the ball is unseen, you're not allowed to jump on the pile. That's a 15-yard penalty or ejection or something like that. Yeah. So immediately, we, we stop there being a pile in the first place. That feels, like, super important and actually pretty easy to do. Okay. Right? So that's number one. And they yeah. can use replay to determine if you are allowed to jump on the pile or not. Yeah. So then go back and, and kick, like, six people out of the game. If it was ejection, just no one would ever do it again, right? That would be the end of it. Yeah. So that'd be good. Um, another thing I was thinking is maybe you could use um, – is it RFID? Yeah, RFID technology or something like that. Put it in the football. Put on the gloves. Put it on the gloves or the uniform. I don't know. Would yeah. that help? Maybe. Maybe then we could sort of see where everyone is and where the football is in relation to everyone's uniforms and actually be able to sort of get some kind of imagery so that way we'd know. And then no one would ever try and do this kind of stuff at the bottom of the pile, right? Those are interesting ideas. Those aren't bad. Yeah, I just those, came up with those Those are two. pretty good. Yeah. They weren't funny. No. No. No, I wasn't trying to be funny. I was actually I'm, trying to, I'm, the, I'm the sober one. I was that's right. You did a good job. Yeah, thank you. So I got one. Great. I got a fix. All right. So each team, by the end of the pile, is going to have one player who is closest to the ball or maybe even touching the ball. Sure. Like, so the refs can make a subjective assumption, but it, even if one player has the ball kind of completely, the player on the other team who is the most wrapped around that player is the other, pro, uh, other player. Mm-hmm. So... No matter what's happening in a pile, at the end of the pile, unless it was – so when, when the ball is not clearly recovered and you can't tell because of the pile, those two players go into a game of three. And the game of three is three games. And so we stop the game of the football. Okay. We, we completely stop football. Yeah. And we set up in the middle of the stadium. These guys got to play. Yeah. Number one, connect four. Cool. Yeah. Rondo would be great at that, but yep. he, doesn't, he doesn't play in the he NFL. He doesn't play in the NFL. Number two, Scrabble. Scrabble. Wow, this yeah. could take a while. Yeah, it could. It, oh, it's gonna it's gonna take a long time. <laughs> it's gonna take a long time. Okay. Number three, fight to the death. Fight to the death. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Not, that's that not number three. Right. Number three is going to be a free throw contest. 
Basketball free throws. Where are you going to put the hoop up? You roll it out. Oh, you roll it out. Yeah, okay. it's so easy to roll out. What are you talking about? Also, we're outdoors. So what yeah. if it's like in? No, I guess Minnesota has a is a dome. But yeah. what about what if we're in New York City and it's snowing? That's too bad. You, you mean you're going to make anyway. less free throws than usual? Also, it's, it's like, harder to play Scrabble. How? What are the fans in the stands going to do while this Scrabble game all, is going they're on? They're all going to like open up their phones and be like, "Okay, I got to look at the close up of the Scrabble." Oh, he's got an X and a Z. That sucks. You know, that's too bad for <laughs> for Jason Pierre Paul <laughs> that he has an X and a Z. Can't that's they, a real problem. Wouldn't there be a real concern though about um, people yelling what Jason Pierre Paul has if the cameras are showing that for the other his opponent? They have to, to wear sound silencing headphones. That sounds good. Yeah, it seems for, like Drew Brees' kid. Yeah, like, yeah. Drew, like Drew Brees' kid. Hey, maybe you could get your firstborn, like your youngest born, excuse me, to uh, play in your place if you want. But it, they have to be under six. Why under six years old? Why? I don't know. It'd be entertaining. It'd be mix it up a little bit. No, because there's a lot of there's no, a lot of I don't, fumbles. I don't want to involve, dude. That's fucked up. I don't want to involve kids in this. <laughs> there's a fight to the death. No, you said there wasn't. I know, but I was lying. There's a fight to the death. No, is yeah, there? No, is there, there is. There? How about this? Okay. How about sometimes about they, they flip something, and the third game is either um what what, what were we having them do before? The third game was basketball free basketball throws. Basketball free yeah. throws. But like one out of every three times, it's a fight to the death. <laughs> okay. And wait, there's a second component to okay. that. Second random component. If it's a fight to the death or free throws, you flip something else, and about one out of every three times, it has to be your youngest child in your place. <laughs> so, <laughs> so once in a while, That's... the two youngest children have to fight so to the death. So playing football is a real commitment at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or, or, or balls that are like between the like rolling on the ground, a lot of people just won't jump on them. <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, if you really love the game, man. What if you I don't mean, have a kid? These, what if you don't have a kid? Um, then you take – you can pick one of your teammates' kids. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can pick – it's like, ah, I was at that that, uh, that holiday party last year, and, and this guy's kid really annoyed me, so I'll, so I'll pick his Actually, kid. then, you know, you might, if you don't have a kid, you might be like, I hate that kid. I'm going to jump on the pile. <laughs> goes the other way. That's fucked up. Yeah. So, so people who go to watch a football game will then sometimes watch – Two children fight to the death. And by the way, sometimes multiple times in the same game, you know, if there's several fumbles. Sounds right? like America to me. I mean, imagine if, like, uh, Blake Bortles is playing, you know? Like, that guy fumbles a lot. That guy's terrible. Like, you know. Do you mean Pete Kirk, Sampras? I mean Kirk Cousins. <laughs> can, you, uh, can you tell the difference, though, between Blake Bortles and, and I Pete? will admit something. Okay. To the, to the world. I would, I, that's what I was going for. I know. So, at some point after we recorded the show, I listened to the show and greatly enjoyed last week's show. And I couldn't help myself. I'm sure this is true for everyone who listened to the show. I looked up what Pete Samaras looked like and what Blake Bortles looked like. And I will say, at first I was like, you know, I kind of see it actually. Their noses, they look a little bit similar. And then there was one bit which Google had, just like a, you know, like, um, a line of different photos. And I was like, yeah, look, it's a photo of Pete Samaras and then several Blake Bortles. That's weird. And then I look close. I'm like, wait, is that Blake Bortles? Oh, that's Blake Bortles. And I'm like, oh, wait, is that? I didn't, and I did not know which one it was. Yeah. I admit this. Yep. I think it ended up being Pete Sampras, But I actually wasn't sure. Right. So I guess there was something to it. I win this one. I thought you were joking the whole time about that. I was not joking. It's I was serious. I'm also serious out. about the Troy Palmalu, Mark Wahlberg thing. Yeah. Um, I think you showed me that photo and I didn't see it. Right? Yeah. Well, you'll learn someday. Couldn't see that one. Someday. So. Coming back to this kid thing stop, for a stop second. Stop coughing. It's, I'm offensive. Sorry. I'm, it's offensive. In uh, movies, if, if someone coughs, they always get sick and die by the end. Yeah, so 100% good of luck. the time. Good luck, buddy. Yeah, this podcast doesn't even have much more time. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. wow. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so there's a reasonable chance someone's kid could die. Well, I, I mean, I don't really want... you. Only you, one kid's going to die You added the kid thing time. into it. That's not my thing. 
That's your thing. Let's oh, keep how? everybody should know this. Jonathan's the guy that wants kids to die. What do you think about I'm this? I'm against kids dying. What do you think about this? The random thing happens and it comes up like a kid, not adult, but you have to spin it for each team. So sometimes you have a fight to the death and it's like JJ Watt against a six year old. Of course that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> oh my god. That sounds great. I would see that. I would watch Why that. would no you wouldn't? Think about how brutal that would actually be. <laughs> it would be over quickly. <laughs> it's fucked up. I mean it'd be brutal no matter what. Do you really want to see two football players fight to the death? Honestly. I don't want to see anybody fight to the death. Right. That was a joke one. That sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're going to see people do it, wouldn't you want to see their kids fight to the death if you had to? No. <laughs> no, I would not. <laughs> I mean, but, but like underneath it, wouldn't you? No. You would want to no. see that. Grant, you can't see him, but Grant is nodding really strongly. That no, I am not. <laughs> no, I am All not. Right. Fine. 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 But um, that's a reasonable solve, I guess. I th- mine, mine, mine were the literal solves this time, and yours yeah. were the fun solve. Right. right. So free throws is okay. Yeah. It doesn't have to be fight to the death. No, I'd rather do Could, could do there free be throws. some violence, though? Could we work some no. violence in? No, I mean, there's already enough violence in the NFL. There right? is a lot of yeah. it. But, but the fans would love it, is the thing. Of course they would. Do you think the fans? Do you think they'd get more fans if there was a fight to the death or fewer fans? I think it would not exist if there was a fight to the death. Oh, you're such a fucking wet blanket. Yeah, I am. Yeah, what I know. the hell? Yeah, I'm sorry. Don't go there, huh? It's just the, I, I think they would get more fans, probably. Of if course was, they would get more legal, fans. If it was legal, yeah. Yeah, 100% they would get more fans, right? Like a million, billion percent they'd get more fans. Yep. And, you know, it would change fantasy a lot. Fantasy football? Yeah, because yeah. you'd be like, well, I don't want to... I don't want to have, draft a guy or have a guy on my team who, like, might die for the fumble and then get into a fight to the death and no longer. And now he's useless. Like, you can't use your first-round pick on a guy like that. You can't. So you have to be really careful that you, there are certain guys you just know will never die for a fumble. <laughs> yep. Just saying. Bad value. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. So that's the other thought I had. Okay. Good thought. All right. How you doing over there? I'm doing well. You look angry. You look upset. You look flustered. I feel like you uh, you want to like watch kids get murdered. And <laughs> I, I absolutely don't. I just think I'm just trying to think of what would be a fair solution right. to this problem. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got it. And you, you know, you're the one who brought fight to oh, the yeah, death. Yeah, but you took it a little bit further. I never occurred to yeah, me. Yeah, a little bit further. I, I did take it further, but it needed to be pushed. Just, let's just remember who Every, said who said what. Let's yeah, you remember. said fight to the death. You're the guy who brought murder into it. It's not really murder. I always bring it's murder. It's kind of murder. Yeah. It's actually murder. Yeah. It's totally murder. Yeah, it's murder. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad we got clear about that yeah. anyway. I feel like this is a good place to wrap up the show. Okay. No more, no more Love the Drunk Fixes, huh? No, no, That's it? Okay, great. We finished right there. <laughs> anyway, everybody should check out Miracles. If you haven't seen it, I don't care if we're giving them more views. It's fine. It's it's hilarious. It's I mean, I've seen it many times. I've seen it before. Yeah. It's just a good, joyous time. You get you get a good laugh out of that. It's good times for sure. Yeah. It's it's a parody. I'm just yeah. saying. They know it's a parody. They don't. They know. They don't. They have to they know. They don't. They have to. They have no idea. They may not know. They're so dumb. Okay. Yeah. Tweet at us, at Drunk Sports Show, and we'll see you next week.